and I kept looking at your paper and like asking you, what, like, what are you writing down? What, what are you writing down for what you want to be? Yeah. Um, and then you would ask me and I would say, I don't know. So we kind of sat and I just said to you, like, I don't, I don't think I really know how to dream. I don't think I really know what I'm supposed to write. What, what is like for whatever the right answer for me, you know? So we sat and had a conversation and kind of walked through figuring out who I want to be. And that felt less daunting than what I want to do. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community and Purpose podcast. I'm Callie. And I'm Austin, and we are grateful that you're joining us for today's episode. Wherever you're at, we hope that you're doing incredibly well today. Uh, we just encourage you to click subscribe. Also, if you'd be willing to rate and review this podcast, if you find it valuable at all, it would help us out a ton. Also, we'd be honored if you would share any content that you hear today on your social media platforms. We see you out there sharing, and we are so, so grateful for it. Uh, but we are excited about today's episode, and so we hope that you will just sit back, relax, and take in and enjoy today's episode. everyone welcome back to the community and purpose podcast i'm callie and i'm austin we're so glad that you're joining us today yeah wherever you're at hope you guys are doing great today um wherever you are taking in this episode uh we hope that you are uh, just doing really really great uh today we are going to talk about a little bit about um, this idea of dreaming and i think that as um as a couple, it's probably been the dreams have probably been more significantly mine over the first, um, we've been married 15 years. So for the first 15 years of our marriage, um, a lot of the dreams and things that we pursued were things that I was a part of. And we're moving into a new season of life. Our kids are preteens. Um, our oldest is going to be a teenager here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just changes. Like when your life is no longer revolving around keeping the kids alive and fed and you no longer have diapers and you're not wiping butts all the time. And like, that's just not your life anymore. Um, there's been bandwidth specifically. Um, you were, you were able to to stay home uh, for the first handful of years of our kids' lives. And we made that work and made that decision for our family and it worked out great. Um, and then now that that's no longer, um, a full-time requirement, um, you are somebody who likes to work and you're a high capacity person and so um, we got away for a handful of days in Colorado Um, feels like we've kind of like halfway lived in Colorado for the past (laughs) quarter of our lives we've been there it's true twice in like seven weeks Um, maybe we should just get a place there move to the mountains you know for the summers as delightful as that sounds I don't know if that's like in the budget oh I didn't make the budget this year yeah maybe next year we can put that in budget to buy a cabin in the mountains of Colorado sounds like a dream uh, but we got away and uh, just spent just spent four days really figuring out what does the next 15 years of our marriage look like and what are the things that um, that doesn't sound daunting at all yeah it was a lot but but we broke it down into smaller you know one year three year five year 10 year 15 year goals yeah uh, but the big piece of it was this idea of like what is your what, are you, what do you want to do as a family hmm. like what are the dreams of your family and uh, it was interesting to me walking through the process with you because I 
have a million dreams. Like I naturally am a dreamer. Yeah. And so that's part of just who I am. And so like I'm constantly thinking about what's next, what could be, where do we want to go, like all of those things. And so like and I... And like that seems really fun for you. Right. Like you love that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that it's it's not always the dream that I come up with that's exciting, but it leads to the things that I think are really fun. Hmm. And for you, what's the, what's your experience when it comes to like dreaming? When you think about like planning, what's next, what the future is, like what does that bring up in you? When I was growing up, I think my biggest dream was getting married, having kids, having You're family. You're welcome. <laughs> and so after that, like I hadn't really given it a ton of thought. Yeah. So we got married, we had kids. I dreamed of being able to stay home with them. And although that was hard in a lot of seasons, it was a dream of mine and something that I'm so glad that I was able to do for our kids and for our family. But after that, it's like there was a break. Yeah. Like that that was the dream. And so after that, there wasn't a lot of like, what what should I do next? So after that, it felt sort of scary to think about like, what do I want to do next? What what is God laying on my heart to do? Like, what am I qualified, called to do? And so dreaming felt, yeah, really scary. And in the midst of like being married to someone who has really big dreams. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's great because I think that you, your dreams call us to like really great things in our life, but you, your dreams are so big to me. Sometimes it feels daunting, you know? So I hadn't really given it tons of thought, honestly. It was once our kids were in school, what I wanted to do next wasn't really on my radar, I suppose. Yeah, we, I mean, we had just kind of always figured out kind of what is your place in the things that our family's doing. Yeah. We're kind of weaving you into the things that, that I'm doing. And so wanting to figure out now that you're, uh, you, there's not nearly as much to do at home that now what what can we do what are the things that we want to do right and so like we had a we had an experience where we we stopped and we just took some time to stop and chat through like what are what are your dreams uh, who do you want to be and then what do you want to do were the two questions that we processed through yeah and there was a conversation that we had where we were talking and you just said i don't know how to dream yeah tell me about that experience yeah so it was sort of an exercise that we were given a sheet of paper and it had space for three, like three spaces for what you want to be, three spaces for what you want to do. And I remember like just sitting and staring at this piece of paper and it obviously wasn't filling itself out. Right. And it felt paralyzing almost. I didn't, because I don't know. I didn't know. I don't, I hadn't, I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, dreaming, felt scary yeah um so I remember I sat there and I kept looking at your paper and like asking you what like what are you writing down what what are you writing down for what you want to be yeah um and then you would ask me and I would say I don't know so we kind of sat and I just said to you like I don't I don't think I really know how to dream I don't think I really know what I'm supposed to write what what is like or whatever the right answer for me, you know? So we sat and had a conversation and kind of walked through figuring out who I want to be 
and that felt less daunting than what I want to do. You know, being able to think through the characteristics of who you want to become. Sure. More than just like what are the things that you want to be involved in and what what do you want to do. Yeah. And I thought that in that moment it was, as somebody who naturally, but that muscle is normal and naturally exercised for me, the dreaming muscle. To hear you say, I don't know how to do this, hmm. was was interesting to me. And honestly, I think that probably some of you listening to this right now are in that same boat. Hmm. Like, if you were to be asked, like, who do you want to become? And then what do you want to do? What's a dream of yours in the next three to five years? That might f- sound like a crazy, difficult task. And I I never even considered. I mean, I think we all live in this place where the things that we do naturally that come easy to us, we think everybody comes to them easily and naturally. Yeah. And so to have you struggle and to think through, like, I don't know how to dream and I don't know what, what I want to fill these boxes in, yeah. I thought was a, was a significant shift even just to know, like, there is, there's just different wirings and being able to go through that process. And I think there's part of it that it was like, it was a very emotional experience because also I think in the back of my mind, there's part of me that feels like, so if I have these dreams... And then it doesn't happen. Like, am I, am I failing? Like, am I letting myself down? Am I not doing the things that God's called me to do? So it partially like out of self-preservation probably feels safer not to dream. Yeah. And it feels like there's accountability to it. You write it down and then all of a sudden, like now there's, there's something that's like, okay, I wrote this down and now there's accountability to it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the conversations that we had is that there's actually, there's actually safety in not dreaming. Yeah. For sure. Like and just going just, with the flow, yeah, taking it day flowing. by day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that it, it's interesting, like the conversation that we had with the, um, there was a guy there that was curating the entire experience and he kept referring to it as the dreaming muscle. Hmm. And I thought that that was a, I thought that was a great point to understand that like, if you don't exercise the dreaming muscle, then it doesn't grow and it doesn't become more regular, you know, like. Yeah. You, you exercise and it becomes easier. You know, talk about runners. They talk about this crazy, insane thing about the runner's high. I've never gotten there because running is the worst. Um, I only run if I'm being chased with an imminent threat of death. And yeah. be, I'm pretty sure you stole that from me because I think I have always said that. You don't want to run either. No. Yeah. Running's terrible. But they say that there's this thing where you like hit this stride yeah. where you've done it long enough to where your body is prepared for it and ready for it. And it actually it starts to become easy. Yeah. And it's the same with this dreaming muscle. And uh, just to be able to create activities and opportunities to be able to actually dream and plan ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. And really when I, the things that I read, the places that I see people um, having the life that they've always dreamed of having, it comes from people who are willing to write things down and take a risk and go and actually pursue something. And so I loved, I loved going through the process. I know it was a little bit painful for you, but what did you, um, what did you write down? Like, I think that easily saying who do you want to become is probably the easier mm-hmm. place to be able to figure that out. And so I just yeah. challenge all of you listening to have that same question in your mind. Who do you want to become? If you look ahead in your life five years from now, what would you like people to say? What would you like people to say are true of you? When, when other people think of me, hmm. who, who would they say I am? Um, where do they see me thriving? Um, what environments do I thrive in? Um, and then what are, what am I known for? What are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Yeah. What would they fill in for that blank? And then um, having those, having those be things that you pursue. Yeah. And so, uh, what were the things that you felt like you wanted to become? Um, the three spaces I put down: I want to be known as someone who loves Jesus. I want to be an engaged and an relationally available mom and wife. 
and friend. And I want to be a healthy woman, physically, mentally, um, spiritually healthy. Nice. Like those are, those are fabulous. Like I think those are things that we could all aspire to. And that list could go on and on and on, but like those are the three that you wrote down. Yep. And like there's subcategories. So like there was this heading and then there were three pieces down below it um, that you could put down as like specific things. You know, like when you say, I want to be a healthy woman, then the spaces below that are spiritually, physically, emotionally. Like, and and those are really, really important steps to say like, okay, what does it mean to be healthy? Because everybody's definition is different uh, of being healthy. Mm -hmm. The things that I wrote down is I want to be patient and present um, as a dad, husband, and friend as well. Um, I also wrote down that I want to be relational and hospitable to people around me. And then lastly, I want to be confident in my identity and calling. And so interestingly enough, we didn't fill this out together. We didn't right. do this side by side. We did it um, separately and then came back and talked about it. But I think that most of, I mean, all three of those are the same thing. Yeah. They're very similar, phrased a little bit different. Right. The other part of the exercise was talking about like your impact dreams, what you want to do. And that part of the exercise was really hard for me. Being able to write down who I wanted to be felt doable, felt easier, but still thinking about what I want to do. I'm still still dreaming on that. I'm still thinking about that. Still something that I think I'm going to process and that we'll process together, right. I'm sure, like what our dreams are for our family in the next however many years. But um, I noticed that when we came back together that your sheet was filled out, like what you wanted to do. And so um, like what are the, what are some of the things that God laid on your heart for what you want to do in the next however many years yeah it's uh, the illustration that they used for the who you want to become were the roots of your life right and then what you want to do are the fruits of your life so you think about it as a tree mm-hmm. like the roots are where the nutrients come from that's the foundation you water that like you don't see people like seeing an apple hanging on a tree and going up and like spraying it with water hoping that it's going to grow no they lay a hose next to the bottom of the apple tree and then the roots soak up the water pull it through the tree and then give the nutrients to the fruit and so I think that there is a misconception, um, maybe you can relate to this, is that we focus so much on fruit things. What are we going mm. to do? Yeah. Like, what is the job? What is the goal? Yeah. And we forget to water the roots. And, like, that was significant. I mean, that's a significant shift to understand that, like, if you understand who you want to become, really the fruit just comes from that. Right. If you focus on, like, this is who I want to be. I want to be patient and present. I want to be a relational and hospitable person. I want to be confident in my calling. If those are the three buckets that I want to focus on in my life and I focus on them relentlessly, then actually the fruit is going to come from that. Yeah. Like, whatever the byproduct is, like, that's going to grow something automatically. And so then right. to go up and say, like, well, okay, let's, let's kind of pare it down and say, like, what are a couple of buckets that right. I'd like to focus on? you know, Mm -hmm. that energy in and say like, well, this is kind of an area that I want to grow this type of thing. And so, uh, the, the relational and hospitable piece for me was, um, was probably the most difficult for me to kind of walk through. And so when I felt it was difficult, I pushed into it Hmm. the most to be patient and present as a dad, husband, and friend. Honestly, those are easy. Like have boundaries on my phone, like put my phone away when I'm around my kids. Uh, to schedule dates with all three of my children, like to schedule a date with you. Like those things are pretty simple to like, we just have gotten off track with actually like intentionally spending time with all of us together. But like, those are things I wrote down. Slow down when I'm in conversations, you know, like, so those are just like, they felt pretty simple, but like be relational and hospitable was difficult. Hmm. And so um, I, we love to host people. 
So yeah. we love to have, well, I love to have parties and you like to have parties. You, you love I, having people around. But. I like having small groups of people. Right. You like as many people as our home or a yard can fit. Absolutely. And so <laughs> like to, to create that and say like, like hospitality is going to be something that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I just wrote down that one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to, I wanted to start doing something where we, um, where I intentionally invest in a handful of, of young men, where I invest in a handful of probably five, five young kingdom leaders. Um, and just to be able to spend some really intentional time with them. Um, I love the outdoors. One of the things that came out of kind of who I am is I love outdoors. I love people. Um, and I love, I love developing people. And so like, that is something that we're trying to figure out. And so one of the things I wrote down is what does it look like for me to do a, a wilderness experience with five, with five young men leaders. And so like, that's terrifying. Like, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that right. is going to look like down the road or how that's going to happen. But one of the things I wrote down is just to consider having, uh, creating a wilderness experience for, for five young leaders. And so that's kind of one of the things that I wrote down that I'd like to, to do, uh, to call them to more, uh, to pick a plan and then go for it. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's the big one. And uh, as we did that, the question that kept coming up was, put this all through the question of what does the good life look like for you? Hmm. And so I thought that that's, that's a great question for all of you to answer is what does the good life look like for you? Because it looks different for everybody. Yeah. And if we're constantly looking over the fence and saying like, Oh, well they, they have this life and they're experiencing this and like, that's the good life for them. But like we can replicate that hmm. and it actually might not end up being the good life. Right. It might be a thing that just totally sucks the life out of us. And so, um, yeah, that's what I put for, uh, what I want to do, um, is prioritize, uh, you and the kids and then also to, to figure out how can I invest deeply, um, and, and host people to have hospitality yeah. and create relationships, um, with, with young leaders. So my question for all of you listening is what does the good life look like for you? Mm-hmm. What is the, what's the good life for you? And then also what has to be true for that to, to take place in your life? And so I think, uh, I think the questions that I would challenge you to go through, they'll be in the show notes as well, so you can pick those up um, and look at them. But uh, what does a good life look like for you? Um, who do you want to become? And then what do you want to do? So like, what, what are the things that you want to be known for? If you ask somebody in five years, um, who do you think I am? Yeah. And what were my greatest strengths and weaknesses? What would you want them to say? And then in response to those things that you would hope that they would say, um, how can you make those happen? What are some steps that you can take? Um, what are investments that you need to make in your life to to make those things come true? Yeah, I think that's an important piece is the investments that make the dreams come true. You know, it's easy to sit down and write down that I want to be, a, you know, a healthy woman. But what does that what kind of investments do I have to make to make that a reality? And what does it require? That yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take hard work and yep. that you, health doesn't come easily. Right. You know, like it's just not it's not something that's just gonna magically happen. Like it's gonna require something for you to invest for that to happen and, and work right. out for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I have a friend. The last thing that I'll say is to challenge all of you to uh, invest in yourself and to invest in your marriage, to invest in your relationships. Um, this doesn't happen by accident. No. I mean, yep. we're fairly intentional about the things that we want to do. And we had to leave our home. Yeah, like absolutely. We had to go to Colorado and we had to give 
the control of our week mm-hmm. to someone else and say, this is what we want to do. Yep. And they created it and they forced us to sit down yep. because the whirlwind isn't stopping. No, like the chaos, the, the chaos doesn't stop unless stops. you stop it. Yeah. You have to, you have to get out of it. Yep. And so to be able to just change, change the place and get a change in perspective, I think was really, really helpful. Yep. And so I challenge you to do that. And it looks different for everybody. You may not have to fly to Colorado um, and have a curated experience to make this happen. Right. But you might. Yeah. You might actually need to be that intentional to yeah. go on an experience that will force you to answer those questions and do that. I have a friend of mine who just literally, there's a weekend every year that he and his wife, they get somebody for the kids and they go and they pick a spot that's a couple hours from their house and they get a hotel and they go and they spend the weekend away and it's just their, their marriage weekend. And hmm. they come and they both bring their journals and they write down and they just answer similar questions to these. What do we want the next year to look like? What are hmm. our goals coming forward? Like, what do we want our kids to be about? Like, those kinds of questions. That's really neat, I think. Because life will just happen. Yep. If you don't take intentional time to invest in what you want to make happen, then life will just happen to you. Right. Like, nothing good happens by accident. And so I think that taking that time, it would be so easy for your friend to just go away with his wife and to spend the whole weekend sleeping and watching Netflix because, you know, Lord knows that everyone needs a break. Yeah. But instead, like they're taking intentional time to like invest in what they want for their family. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's hard to do. And I think I'd, I'd say like, figure out what does that space look like for, uh, for you? And if you're not married, like that just means you taking time yeah. and it's, and it's actually, I think, more difficult for people who are single because there's no accountability to it. Yeah. So, like, you could set a weekend and say, like, okay, we're, I'm going to get away and I'm going to plan the next one year, three years, five years of my life. Yeah. And then you get away and you're there by yourself and you're like, well, nobody's really going to care. Right. Like, there's nobody there that's like, hey, we decided that we were going to get away and hmm. do this. Yeah. And so, like, just forcing yourself to do it. I, I saw that there was a, a, a study at Duke University and it said that 75% of the things that you do on a daily basis um, are habitual. And so like they're mm-hmm. habits that you create. And so like you can either create the habits to force yourself to do the things that you want yep. or you can allow your habits just to form randomly by accident and it will just, your life will just end up being yep. what it will be by accident. Yeah. And I, that's just not the life that we want. No. I just don't think that that's the good life. I don't think that that's the life that on purpose. I don't think that's the life that is pursuing things that are significant. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with what you just said. That, like, nothing great happened by accident. No. Like, there may be a little bit of accidents that happen. Sure. But it happens, like, by a lot, a lot of work. I love when, um, I don't remember who said it, but there's a famous person who said that it took me, it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. Hmm. And I think that that is so true of our life. Like, if you want to have a successful life, like, yep, some things might come into place. You might end up right getting where you want to be. Yep. But it took you an entire lifetime to plan and scheme and strategize yep. to get to that place to where all those stars aligned mm-hmm. and everything worked out. Yep. And so I uh, just want to challenge you to find some space to get away. Uh, maybe it's just you in a journal. Maybe it's a curated experience. Um, Callie and I have written down that we want to be relational and hospitable. Mm-hmm. And so if that's something that you and I can, um, that Callie and I can help with you guys, we would love to have you reach out to us mm-hmm. um, and figure out a way for us to be able to partner with you and yeah. uh, create a space for you to uh, be able to have some conversations and we could ask questions and come alongside you as you guys process through and figure out what does the good life look like for us? What do we want to be known for? 
Yeah. Who do we want to become? And then what do we want to do to make that come true? Hmm. And so um, if we could add any value to that, we would love to be able to uh, come alongside you guys and, and do that so you can... Uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear, like, what are you dreaming about? What's God laying on your heart? Um, who do you want to become? And I think when I think back to you were talking about single people and how it's harder for them to dream, I think that could be true. But also, that's a great place to bring in someone from your community to hold you accountable and to process those things with you, somebody who you trust. And if you don't have somebody, like, and we can be helpful in that, like, we would love to... We would love to come alongside you if we can. Um, but what a great, what a great thing to think about and to put into practice. Yeah, it's not a one and done thing either. Yeah, I think it's something that needs to probably happen every year because the world shifts. Yeah. I mean, if we would have set this, you know, before COVID happened, like everything right. shifted and changed, and so like you mm -hmm. have to be able to be nimble and change, uh, change throughout that. So. Um, yeah, you can always shoot us an email at podcast.apexgathering.com. Also, um, some of the things that we're a part of with coaching, leadership coaching, and experiences, uh, you can find on my website, austintwalker.coach. And so you can go on there and kind of see some of the things that um, I'm a part of, but also that Callie's a part of as well as we begin to blend our lives together and yeah. kind of find this convergence of things that we can do together. We'd love to love to partner with you and help you uh, figure out what the good life looks like. And so uh, we are just, uh, yeah, we're grateful once again uh, to be able to spend a little bit of time with you. And so hope that you are uh, doing incredibly well. We hope that uh, this previous season of life has been great for you and that you're looking forward to things ahead. And uh, again, if there's any anything that we can do to to partner with you and come alongside you and help you uh, on your journey. We would absolutely love to do that. So uh, just remember um, to figure out who you want to become, uh, what you want to do, and what does a good life look like for you. Yeah. Answering those questions can be difficult, but it's so worth it. And I think that it'll pay dividends down the road. Absolutely. I agree. Have a great day. We'll see you in the next episode. See ya.